0: You are listening to Changing the Game, with me, Wilson Casado. What is the game? The game is everything. Everything from the education you receive to the career or business you pursue. In regards to diversity and inclusion, though, there isn't a level playing field. The show will allow us to hear from those who are challenging the status quo. It is about creating a new future where things are done differently a future with diversity and inclusion and most importantly a future where everyone has access to play the game hello everyone we're here today with shivani gopo shivani is the founder of the remarkable woman shivani is the ceo and she has been right there her passion for empowering women comes from a personal place. Creating financial independence uh, is very key and a life raft for being able to, uh, to you know, to get her life moving on. So let's let's jump into it. Uh, welcome, Shivani. Hi, Wilson. Shivani, what about if you uh, share with us uh, a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, sure. I I guess. I would describe myself as a woman uh, who is incredibly ambitious and very much high on life and its potential. One of my personal mantras is to forever be striving towards my ever evolving potential, uh, because I think that the goalpost keeps moving. And uh, Wilson, for those who know me, they know that I structure my life in that kind of way. I'm constantly aiming really high, thinking about the future, Um, and pushing the status quo in in any way that I can. Uh, I'm an Indian-Australian woman. I've been brought up in Australia all my life. Um, And and like any diverse woman, you know, I've I've experienced, you know, the absolute best that this country has to offer. Um, And unfortunately, some discrimination along the way too. And my my story is all about working with, um, with men and women, but especially women, um, to ensure that those kind of di- areas of discrimination and bias uh, don't occur. And, and, of course, you see that in my work through The Remarkable Woman.
0: Very nice. So uh, I reckon from uh, what your, your bios say, your bios say that you, uh, you reckon that finance independence was quite key for you to, uh, to learn how to travel on your own. So you do have a story that you, you're not shy of making public, that you have an early uh, marriage that somehow taught you some stuff. So you were happy to talk about that financial independence component of your thoughts?
1: Yeah, of course, Wilson. I think for, for me, as I was saying, you know, I, I I grew up here in Australia as as a you know, everyday, you know, patriotic Australian um, girl who, you know, taps into being her Indian self when she comes back home, right, uh, with the food and the culture and everything. Um, and I had, a, I had a boyfriend, as many people do, you know, um, in, in everyday life, and I, I was uh, sprung, you know, my, my Indian network found out that I had a boyfriend, uh, which is not okay when you're young. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a big no-no, big social no-no um and the families got together and decided it'd be best that we be married and to be honest wilson it's not the worst thing in the world i mean i I come from a background of arranged marriages i come i I hear of people who've had forced marriages and and here i was in the opportunity to marry my boyfriend it wasn't so bad so i don't want to paint it in a in a victim light, but it certainly wasn't something that i was ready for that i wanted at that time um and, uh, and I had no idea what I was in for. You know, when you're 16, 17, you have no idea who you are. You're still finding that stuff out. So I got married really young and a couple of things didn't change. My ambition didn't change. My desire to challenge the status quo didn't change. And so luckily I was still studying and still working. And I eventually found myself becoming a very successful financial advisor in my own right. But at the same time, personally, Wilson, I was so bitterly unhappy um you know i um i've managed to you know in my culture you don't divorce in fact um weddings we in, we say in in, in hindi saath. you walk around the fire seven times and you are wedded for seven lives so divorce is is just a massive no-no and the sacrament of marriage is huge in my culture and so i get to the point where i'm 24 bitterly unhappy and i'm saying some really horrible comments to people actually you know just anecdotally, when they're like, oh, life is short, you should just do this. And I'm like, well, actually, life is really long when you're unhappy, you know, just stuff like that where people are like, whoa, you were just really not in a good space. And I realised that I needed to leave, but I didn't think that I could. And I was, I found myself on a bus, on a very crowded bus, unfortunately, um, and uh, crying to a girlfriend of mine on the phone, telling her how I didn't think that I could leave that marriage. And she added well how could you even afford to leave so many of my friends haven't been able to leave their husbands because they support them financially and what are you going to do and and i remember that just being a defining moment you know i i literally sucked up all the snot and the tears and everything that was you know coming out of me in this ugly cry because it was this it was this shocking moment of realization where money was the last of my problems and i said to her money is not an issue i can support myself i have all these other problems but that was huge because it made me realize that my financial independence was my life raft to freedom. And that was the catalyst for me saying I am leaving, even though it was so darn hard to do. And it made me look back, it made me think back to all of the client conversations I've had with incredibly intelligent, successful, ambitious women who were earning so much less than their male counterparts or two had said to me that they didn't feel like they could leave um, you know, their, their situation because of their financial circumstances. And through that, it made me so oh. passionate about ensuring that I did whatever I could um, in my sphere, especially being the finance, you know, expert that I am from my, for my um, you know, industry background, to ensure that women are financially independent, because then you can leave a marriage or an unhappy or an unsafe relationship, but also on the positive You've got options. You've got choices. The world is your oyster. You can you can move towns. You can buy that house. You can buy that car. And you can live life on your terms. And isn't that something, Wilson? That we all deserve?
0: Yeah, definitely. So there is so much on that, Shivani. That's that's awesome. So look, you take me on a journey. So I did mention to some people that one of the motivations. Uh, one day, you know, one of the reasons why we're doing the Change the Game is because of the inspiration by my mom and my grandma for even for talking about this, this, these subjects and, 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 and make sure we empower women. And you did mention about uh, early marriage, So uh, in my personal stories, I relate that with, I relate with that very much, but my, my mom was married with 17 years old with 18 years old, I was already born as her son. So, and and when we have conversations about that, even now recently, because, because of the change in the game, I'm unpacking these stories and trying to understand them better. And you see what the impact of that early marriage was to her. And also what the impact of culture, as you said, because, uh, we, uh, from Brazil, is, a, is a, a, a very strong Christian culture as well, and would, not as well, but it's a very strong Christian culture. And, and marriage is also sacred, so you know, you're not supposed to div- divorce, to separate, you're supposed to, you know, to live the life on it. So I saw the impact of uh, early frustration in both my mom and my dad, but they wouldn't separate both. They would both feel shamed about the separation. And the impact that it has in their lives are quite uh, profound. So, And you also talk about ambition. Uh, I'm curious about this. Uh, I saw ambition in my life as some way to, my ambition was actually to change, to get out of what I had because I wasn't happy uh, you know, in my teenage years. So what do you think, where do you think that ambition coming from? Mm-hmm.
1: I think I think similar to you you know Wilson ambition comes from looking at my parents and unpacking their story and I feel this sometimes I feel this great sense of responsibility you know when I when I look back at this incredible privilege and opportunity that I've been given when I was uh, I'm gonna say 21 years old uh, I went to my grandfather's funeral in Fiji I'm Fijian Indian which means that My ancestors hopped on those five-year working visa boats uh, from the British and went to Fiji, uh, got a little screwed over and were never able to leave. And uh, they set up, you know, lives and families for themselves. And and, and I went back to Fiji for my grandfather's funeral and my sister and I gave a eulogy and all my cousins did too. And it was only then that I realised that it was only my parents who migrated to Australia on business visas and were able to give my sisters and I, the great privilege of having an Australian Mm. education, an Australian upbringing, the opportunities that comes from this great land. And it was only then that I realised that all my cousins and everyone else that I know that live in Australia, they they came out on, you know, um, much, much later in life when they were adults. And I went, holy moly, you know, my parents have sacrificed so much. Their landing point is my launch pad. That gave Mm. me a huge sense of responsibility What am I going to do with that opportunity now that it's been presented to me? Am I going to take this for granted or am I going to make something of this? Because no matter what I do, this is just a very easy staircase, really, from from here. What my parents had to do is incomparable to whatever I will ever, you know, face. Um, And and so there's a realisation of that. And then the other part of the ambition comes from I am just so darn sick and tired of ambition being a dirty word and um and you know girls and women being cultured especially um but wilson you know this happens a lot in different ethnic ethnic backgrounds you might have experienced this too you know where Hmm. ambitions you know not so good you need to be a good person you need to focus on helping people you can do both they're not mutually exclusive you can be a hugely ambitious person and serve the world and do good and because girls are often communicated because i was communicated um, you know, you should really focus on, you know, you know doing great housework. and by the way, that never worked out, Wilson, because I'm really not that great um, domestically. Um, you know, and and you should you know really learn how to cook, which which I do love doing, and you know, all that sort of stuff, as opposed to being ambitious, I was so sick and tired of hearing that narrative that I almost stood up against it in rebellion and said, I am ambitious and um, and I want to be smart and I want to be successful and I will find a way. So well, I think it was a, a combination of
0: those two things. This is marvelous. So uh, I, do, I, I do hear you talking a lot about privilege, which is a recurring thing in these talks. I'm, I'm chatting with uh, you know, successful women that had you know, uh, great stories, but also stories of uh, struggles and you know, on the journey of you know, to be able to get there. And what I hear again and again and again is the word privilege. So it's very interesting how uh, somehow success is related to the perception of privilege. So you know, you you, you, you forget about the struggles, forget about you know the, the adversity, and and just focusing what is the privilege, what is that I have to work with. Mm. I also I also hear you talking about uh, the, you know the responsibility, the duty. Is the realization that you have? A privilege or a gift and what do i do with these so that's pretty good so uh shivani uh i think uh you mentioned before i don't know if the, the work of the remarkable woman but you mentioned before about education you know educating women having a platform for that so uh would you be happy to talk a little bit more what you're doing in this education uh area
1: yeah absolutely so happy to The the Remarkable Woman is all about accelerating the path towards equality for women and for the world. And there are three key areas in which we play that really change the game for women to use, you know, the the name of your podcast. Um, And that is you need to empower people personally in their personal lives, professionally so that they can accelerate their careers, and financially so that they can make money, keep it, and utilise it to build their wealth. If you get that trifecta right... Um, you know, then then you've given someone the absolute foundations for success. Now it's what you do with it is your call. And so that's our success model for women through The Remarkable remarkable Woman, through what we do. Um, And so women are able to come into our membership organisation and they're able to quickly and easily access support to mentors because if there's anything that we lack, um, it is access to incredible networks, incredible mentors, who can say, I hear what you want to do, I sponsor you, or I'm going to show you how I do it, or I'm going to introduce you to someone who can help you do exactly that. Mentors change the game. So we help women connect with mentors. But what we also do is we help them upskill or help them unblock any challenges. Because like anyone, men and women, if you've got an ambition, you've got a goal, there's going to be some kind of practical areas where you're going to need to upskill in order to get there. And so we we give women access to all of these online courses, whether it be leadership or business or or confidence or networking or anything in between, really, um, so that they can quickly upskill. And we do fabulous mini masterclass videos where they can uh, upskill on any topic in 20 minutes or less. So we do that and we also then support women with money management tools, calculators, um, and video lessons so that they can be financially successful. And that is me fusing all of my knowledge of financial management um, into bite-sized video lessons for women, telling them what I wish they knew um, so that they can be successful with money.
0: That's awesome. So uh, one of the things that uh, that I was hearing you talking about is, is uh, the role of the mentor. You talk about education. Of course, you do, do you know give that sort of uh, basic... Content for people to, to, to be more knowledgeable, uh, but then the role of the mentors coming along and, and being those uh, you know the people that are gonna help you along uh, again and again and again. Every single stories uh, is stories of you know this person that helped me here, that person that helped me there, that person that helped me there. It's a big acknowledgement that the role of these mentors, whether formal or informal, so quite significant for uh, changing the game. So so it, it, there is a there is a part of your story because with the remarkable woman itself, you know you founded it, you CEO of the business and you know, you're running it. So it, it looks like uh, you have that sort of entrepreneurial sort of soul on you. So it looks like innovation is something that you you seem to be passionate about. So uh, is, is that? Drew, do you have stories there to share with us? Yeah,
1: look, innovation is certainly something that I am very passionate about. I'm constantly thinking about um, problems and how they can be solved or what we could be doing better. And, uh, and I'm putting, I, I like putting myself in really uncomfortable positions like, like you, Wilson, um, as a fellow entrepreneur, And um, and finding out if I can if I can really create something um, of of value or or solving a need um, for someone. So yeah, look, innovation is great. And in fact, I do a lot of reading on innovation. You know how innovation happens by accident or by design. Um, You know whether you are you know adding value or or solving problems. And uh, and we do a lot of fun exercises here at the Remarkable Woman to to ensure that we are consistently innovating and. I, I think that, you know, coming to your point around education, that's one of the greatest ways in which we've innovated because we all know that, you know, if you want to get ahead, right, you, you need to invest in your education. You, you absolutely do. Uh, but we live in a world where, you know, time, people people really lack time and, um, and, and they don't necessarily um, need to have that overly burdensome structured degree especially people already got one that's just your hygiene you've got it and no organization's going to then come and be like well do you have another one or another one they're now mm. concerned about your skills and the application of those skills and um and being able to um package education in a way that is really easy for you to consume um, you know whether it be whether you're on the bus or whether you want to watch something or download something i think really changes the game for people but also being really intuitive with people like if, if you've watched one video I call it the Netflix um, effect if you've watched one video then surely you're going to want to learn something else that's relative so being able to serve up people with uh, with education that really matters to them because we are learning about them as we experience it through data uh, is another way in which we're trying to be innovative
0: very nice so I, I, I wonder that you know in this in your journey. Uh, uh building this platform to help the other girls uh in particular so uh would you have uh, some of those aha moments some you know some some girls that came stories of some people that came with their low confidence and 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 then somehow they they click somehow you saw that happening with them
1: yeah and and whenever you come across stories like this it's funny because it's it's never with the thing that you thought it would be, which is always really interesting. You know, as an entrepreneur, you get really excited about a new product or something that you've released and you're like, people are just going to love this. And you've done all the research around it. And then you get these incredible stories and you're like, Oh, it was on the other thing. Oh, that's really interesting. You know? And, um, and, and so that happened. So we've got this video lesson um in the remarkable woman and Um, and and we call it something really catchy, like, you know, um, how to host meetings like a boss. And I did that. I created that video because back when I was a financial advisor, whenever there was a new financial advisor, the bosses would, you know, even if they were travelling interstate, they would get them to come and spend time with me because they'd say, Shivani hosts the bee's knees of meetings. Clients love her. You need to go learn from Shivani. And so I kind of bottled my secret sauce of how I host meetings and made it a bit more universal so it's not for a financial planner client dynamic but for any kind of dynamic whether it be stakeholder or or anything like that and and I I did it via video training and the amount of women that have written in and said that training just you know and and I thought it'd be like it made me more efficient or you know it um, I, I really enjoyed it and I I used your agenda templates and they were like it just catapulted my confidence, and it's changed my life. And, and I could not believe what I was reading. Um, and it's because sometimes structure gives you confidence. Knowing, you know, when you give someone the the power potion, if you like, this is how you this is how you stay in charge um, of whatever you know corporate situation or business situation you're in. Um, it does wonders for people's confidence and it means I can do this again and again and again and it means that people have stopped opting out of these of these new stakeholder meetings because they know that they're in control so you know stuff like that I did it I we did another video training um on um on how to get a promotion and how to position yourself in job interviews and I gave so much wisdom all from lived experience I, I did a lot of hiring I climbed the ranks in, in corporate world before I became an entrepreneur. So it was from all these different lenses. But there were two little bits and pieces of advice right at the end where I talked about how to be prepared around the questions that you should ask at the end of the interview, the culture components. And it was those things where women were writing in and going, oh my God, I think that got me the job. <laughs> and, um, and, and, you know, so, so that stuff was, was really interesting to just hear the stories of women and to hear the impact that, you know, different parts of our membership offering have had on them. Um, and then it's been the friendships that have come out of these mentoring connections. You know, we've, we've had mentees and mentors who still speak to each other and still help each other out four years later. Um, you know, these are hugely solidified. And now that it's four years, I'm going to say these are potentially lifelong relationships that we've created for people and support networks that we've created for people um, through the network, and, and I think that makes a huge difference on um, on where they are and where they could be.
0: Very interesting, cool. And 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 you're right. Sometimes you think you're hitting the you know the target with uh, you know pitch one, and, and, and suddenly you find out that people are just uh, uh, liking you know uh, the way you're talking, or or the, you know not what was your 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 focal point. That's pretty good. Uh, Giovanni, uh, I know that you, you know, in, in your, uh, in your ambition to create this, this platform for women to, to, you know, to change the game for them. So, uh, what is, I, I know that you also try to articulate into, and into and influence, uh, for things to change around. So what do you think, what do you think would be, uh, something that uh, companies or I'll be more specific, something like uh, a person like myself, uh, to an extent, a white man. So that's a business owner. So what people like me should be doing more of to help their girls in this journey?
1: You need to have more women in your ecosystem, girls and women in your ecosystem, Wilson. I think that... If you want to change the game for women and you think, what, what do I have in my power to do that? You've got to do an audit of your own power matrix, right? Um, and that is, you know, what am I doing physically? Am I hiring people? Am I introduce? do I have the power to introduce one person to another? Um, do I invest in businesses, for example? So you've got to figure out where your circles of influence are. And then in every pillar, of that influence you need to ensure that you have a high representation of women in each sphere because otherwise what you're going to find is that the pipelines got into you the fact that there aren't enough women in that pipeline to that level means you are never really going to be able to support women to an equal perspective mm. because you're not seeing and speaking to enough of them so you need to ensure that you're opening the doors or that you're creating opportunities even if it means positive discrimination that you are creating those opportunities to invest in women in any one of those power matrices that you that you feel mm. that you have um, a, an influence on. And, and that's when you start to make a difference because you are promoting women, you are hiring women, you are investing in women. And so therefore, you are creating a greater ripple effect. And I think that's what's really important, just getting really centered on that and making sure that women are part of that ecosystem so that you have the ability to do it. Because otherwise what happens is with all good intention, people say to me, I want to invest in women. I'm just not seeing them. You know, I'm just, I just couldn't find any female entrepreneurs. How hard did you look? Because mm. because we're not, you know, we're, we aren't, we, we're not fully supported. That we, we know that women get less VC money. We know that women get less angel money. We know that, women are are less and less promoted otherwise we wouldn't have you know even organizations like Bain for example who actually talk about um, the business imperative and the profits that are that are to have um you know if you have more female leaders and yet even them only 24 percent of their senior leaders are women right Mm. Mm. you've got to create the time and the space to find that talent
0: I like the part uh I, I was going to Reply what you're talking with a a cynical question, but then you answer that cynical question because uh, doing some work in the STEM area, it, it is it is in fact a challenge. The fact that you know you you don't see the girls coming, you don't see the applicants, you don't see it's just not there. But you're quite right. So it doesn't mean that they are not there. Uh, it does mean that we need to look harder. We need to you know to to figure out, or you need to. Or if they're really not there, what do we do to create the next wave that they will be there? So uh, in, indeed is a big point there. So, uh, yeah, you're going to say something?
1: Yeah, no, I was, I was just going to say, you know, I've got a personal example of this. When I was, in, um, when I was a, a finance professional and I, was, you know, I had three, three roles that I had to hire, and um and of course you know when you're when you're in senior management in finance you've always got you know lots of other senior managers breathing down your neck saying when are you going to hire when are you going to hire and how's it going it's cu- it's a it's a recurring agenda item. yeah and I, and i was getting 80 percent male cvs um you know for female cvs and i said i will not hire until i have the right talent pool and um and i put my foot down you know and 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 in the end it was challenging i was a new i was a new person to that organization I was probably only eight months old in that company it was a risk Um, I took it and I I ended up hiring two women and one men and it was the right thing to do it was the right talent but it took me a lot longer to find them Um, and it's and it's about you know going to the right I had to end up going to organizations and and recruitment agencies that I knew had good female talent and saying I specifically want you to send me female CVs Mm. Um, so you've got to ask the question you've got to knock on the right doors to find them because they are there and you're right and then it's about the grassroots stuff at the same time. What are you doing to support the pipeline?
0: Interesting. So I can see your passion there, And, and one of the things you mentioned is about you know, taking the risk and not being, or being courageous enough to take that risk. And when you know that's the right thing to do, that, that's, uh, that's quite remarkable as well. Uh, Giovanni, uh, these, uh, this talk, the our talk, may you reach, to girls or to ladies of all ages so for those uh who are not there yet uh and are looking for that sort of opportunity to change the game so do you have any piece of advice any any tip that they can you know start the journey
1: yeah of course i i think that some advice that i would have given myself i guess early on is to 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 invest in knowing thyself you know i think that especially as young girls and young women, we are so exposed to what everyone else's opinion is of us that we don't really know the magic that we have to offer the world and we're not steadfast in that because the world does knock you, right? Um, it's, it's just a reality. The world is it's, it's hard out there and you need to be solidified in what it is that you offer, uh, what it is that you were really good at and you need to test some of those things. Um, but but by knowing who it is that you are what it is that you offer what the values are that you live by life becomes clearer and easier and your roadmap has less obstacles so I I would say really invest in that if you want some help and support doing that come to the remarkable woman we'd be so happy to support you in that journey Um, and and also you know do things like write a letter to yourself a year from now but pretend that whatever you've written has already happened by doing that, you do some really powerful things to your brain, um, you know, to your universe that you live in that ecosystem um, around, you know, creating the actions that perpetuate those outcomes and you start to believe that it is possible. Um, So I I would really think, you know, dream big, believe, but know yourself so that you're not knocked about by the wrong kind of forces.
0: Very nice. I think, uh, I think you have that perspective of know yourself, but also to be yourself, right? So, uh, you know, to not to be shame or not to be someone else that you think people want you to to be. Well, that, that's, that's quite interesting. So, uh, wow, the time flies. <laughs> so that's a very nice conversation, Giovanni. So look, uh, uh, we're coming to an end. So I would like to ask you uh, more about uh, what you're doing now. You did mention to me that you have an International Women's Day Event coming along, so uh, do you want to share about that as as we close?
1: Yes, absolutely. So of course, International Women's Day is coming up on the eighth of March. We are celebrating it on the tenth of March, Um, and so for all of your listeners um, who would like to join in on the fun, they can actually do so online um, and replay it up to forty eight hours after the event. So you know, if you are interstate and the time doesn't suit you, that doesn't mean that you can't enjoy. Um, celebrating International Women's Day and incredible women. So um, our event will be headlined by uh, Julie Bishop, Miranda Tapsell and Yasmin Poole. We'll have incredible keynote uh, speeches from them as well as a Q&A from them as well. Um, and importantly, we'll be collectively talking about what we're choosing to challenge into the future. So really important conversations and we would love your listeners to be part of it. Uh, they can find tickets on our website, which is theremarkablewoman.com.au.
0: Very nice. So I will I will accelerate to uh, to publish this interview so uh, they can have a chance to look to look at that before the tenth of March. So uh, look, I loved our conversation. So I think there is so much more for us to you know to keep in touch and and and, 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 and keep doing together. That that's a journey that I think we both are on. Uh, thank you for being so open and and. Uh, and generals with your sharing. Uh, I hope your event goes very well. Uh, And yes, uh, let's do, let's change the game together.
1: Indeed. I look forward to it, Wilson. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you.